You are tuned in with Reverend and Goodwill Ambassador Art Wilson. We started laying hands on people and the Spirit of God flooded into that place and God did incredible things. Each week, you are invited behind the scenes to be a part of exclusive and unique topics about world news, biblical finds, and religious events. Here's your host, Art Wilson. As we are talking about spiritual warfare, and I believe... Uh, it's interesting that the month of October uh, always challenges us to understand more of spiritual warfare. And the reason for that is because the month of October is the second most spiritual time for forces that are uh, rebellious and against God. As you all know, they become very visible in October. So October is the second most uh, used and, and powerful, but it is the first most visible. The other times take place around June where there is a lot of uh, wicked agendas that is planned in the spirit world and those that entertain those things. But in October, they go visible. It's almost like an outreach from hell type thing, you know. So it's a very dark time, and we see a lot of people enticed to get involved in things like dressing like witches and devils and running around. It's, it's nothing wrong with it. It's just for fun. Okay. I don't believe that. I believe that uh, it's being involved in witchcraft. And so uh, I think it's absolutely nothing wrong with providing as many alternatives as possible for our young people uh, so that they aren't uh, encouraged or uh, even more. So I, I say have as many fall festivals and fellowships and games and whatever you can do to keep the kids from being tempted to be out in these streets at times like that. It's a very dark time uh, and a lot of things that go on. But here in the church house, it's, it's been this way for the international church where the Lord challenges us to uh, bring more information about spiritual warfare or end times or whatever. It always seems to have that kind of thing. And uh, this, this year, I was very moved of the Lord to go into this series of spiritual warfare uh, in a Sunday school setting where we have Bible class where I can talk to you. And it was my hope that we can talk to each other, but I ran out of time. <laughs> Okay, so um, there's no promises today either, but I'll do my best. But at least I have a little more time to be able to give you a complete lesson of what we're talking about. I broke this uh, lesson up into uh, five different divisions because we, in October this year, we have five Sundays. Is that right? We have five Sundays. So I took advantage of that. Last week, I talked about the why we are in spiritual warfare. Now, it's very, very important if you weren't in class last week that you communicate with uh, the media department. You can get with anybody, a deacon or anyone. If you're a guest, just pull somebody aside and say, how can I view last week, uh, which is our origin uh, discussion. We were talking about why we are in spiritual warfare. So we gave a little bit of a foundation for what's going on. A lot, a lot of more people in today's society, information society, are asking more questions. Nothing wrong with that. 
The truth can stand up to any question. It's the truth all by itself. And doesn't need any defenders. The truth is the truth. So we enjoy questions. As many as you can bring, bring them. Amen. I, I was one who wasn't raised in church, and I came with a lot of questions, and every, every question I had was answered. So if you're honest, every question you got will be answered. God will take care of you. He'll fill your, 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 your uh, questions with answers. So we talked about the why. This week, today, I'm going to talk about what we fight. Okay? Next week, Lord, Lord willing, Lord tearing, we're going to talk about how we fight. Okay, and then the week after that, we're going to talk about the victory of the fight. And then the last one, if the Lord tarries, I'm going to explain because of the week and the time it is, some of the thoughts about Halloween. Okay, so we'll go into some of these. And, and if Sister uh, Alora Brown feels a burden to put this on the podcast, and uh, Ryan Johnson, I, they have my blessing. Amen. Uh, I'm trying to behave with all this because I know today's society, everything goes everywhere. Today, I'm going to share with you information that has never been shared before. Matter of fact, it's a new revelation. Okay. As we talk about spiritual warfare, I'm going to share with you some things nobody knows. Okay. And if they know it, I don't know them. So (laughs) nobody knows. So we're going to talk about this. We're talking about what we fight. Okay, and I encourage you to take notes or whatever you feel to do as we go into this, Um, this whole month of October being a spiritual month. uh, You know, everyone knows the war that's breaking out in Israel right now. This weekend, Israel was bombed by over a thousand bombs, buildings falling, collapsing, hundreds and hundreds of people killed. And many people have been kidnapped for uh, other purposes. And that's happening right now this weekend, which was on the heels of Sukkot. The, the holiday of booths, and it also took place about the time when we consider this the 50-year, the jubilee of Israel all came together this weekend, and they were attacked. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu declared war yesterday, which is a first statement we've heard in many, many years concerning Israel. So this is a very unstable time, but we all know that this has all been foretold. And we're just waiting to see what God will say and what God will do with all of this. Perhaps we are on our way to the rapture of the church. So, um, so let's talk about what we fight because there is somebody and something that is at work in all of this. Okay, now this is some of the most unnerving things to discover about spiritual warfare is that you are fighting someone most most of the time you don't see what you are fighting but i want you to know you are fighting someone you got to understand this you're fighting a thinking being that is also in control of other thinking beings And they are against your heavenly father. Okay, it's very important that we keep this personal. They're against our family. They are not our family. They are against our family. And when uh, with the arrival of Adam and Eve, the first created ones, our first family. All right. And we all came from the first family. 
even scientists, and you had to go back and watch the last week, but I talked about all of that. Uh, it's interesting. We all come. Yes, this was the first family. Sister Eve was born married. Imagine that. <laughs> Ladies. You wake up and he's like, I'm your husband. Wait a minute. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but that is the first family. And when, with the arrival of Adam and Eve, who are God's children, we are all offspring of Adam and Eve. And we carry the lineage and the heritage of God. We are the children of God. Okay? And what took place in the first family, they didn't know that they were in warfare. Eve was having a conversation with the serpent, and I, I, it would take me an entire class to talk about the conversation between Eve and the serpent. Okay? It would take an entire class because it's, in, it's still a, a little bit of confusion on some things with this serpent and the partnership and what the devil did and what the serpent did and all these things. But the ultimate result was that the devil, the serpent, left with something from our first family, dominion. And the dominion actually was destroyed, but he left with the opportunity to dominate. Okay? So he left with the opportunity to dominate. And so God said, from now on, it's not your voice, it's your hands that will bring you victory and that's what took place until christ the second adam came and restored our voice but now dominion is not in our voice in itself it's in our voice coupled with the name of jesus whatsoever you do in word or in deed do it all in the name of jesus because that's how you have dominion now in his name that's why we baptize in his name we whatsoever you do in word, don't baptize in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You got to baptize in the name of Jesus. Because whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. But they, but it's still it's fractured. We're still waiting on the conclusion of all things. Although we have now an opportunity to fight back, which is what I'm teaching today. It's important that we understand what we are fighting. So that we understand our enemy. We all know when we talk about the enemy, some things. But there are different beings that we fight other than just one being. Not just Satan. We fight many beings. Bible tells us that there was a third of the angels spirited away by this Satan. In the Hebrew, they call him the Satan. Uh, spirited away by this creature and these beings declared war on God's family amen on us and us kids are caught in the fray because they want to kill the kids because we are the heirs of salvation want to kill the kids and I believe the enemy feels and this is insanity but it's it just the evidence shows that the enemy feels like he he can somehow establish a kingdom I mean, he didn't learn. 
He feels like this. And so now what was angels have different titles and names like devils. So you have Satan and you have devils. Then you have demons. Then you have the fallen ones uh, and, and other things. And, and some are so dangerous that they are still bound today. The Bible tells us in Revelations 9 and 14. And we're getting ready to roll, Aaron. Uh, Revelations 9 and 14, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, uh, loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. There are some angels that are so dangerous. They're right now in chains. But there's coming, there's coming in a, a day when they're going to be loosed. See, you don't want to miss the rapture. You don't want to miss the rapture. The Bible says that's going to be a time after the rapture unlike any time. And, and there's all kinds of things that are going to be going on. And, 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 and there we'll be at war with these things. And, and, and there are some that are subtle. And uh, they are into possession. Possessing. Back, literally possessing you. They want to use you and work with you and inside of you for their purpose that's what possessions are and there's uh we've heard of some who called themselves legion they were inside the man they said we are legion for we are many which means they're they somehow can fit inside of one person there are familiar spirits which many now look at as spirits of light that seem harmless and manipulative and they people have psychics <laughs> things that help them and work alongside them and and want to say and do things but it's all manipulation and and witchcraft and they want to fellowship with you and somehow people actually worship things like this and and when you get more into the world you become more susceptible to a relationship with demons because this world is not our home this is a different land a different kingdom satan has worked thousands of years setting up this kingdom for his warfare he feels like he's going to be able to win some kind of battle with god and he's setting up and he even told jesus in in that confrontation in the wilderness he said all of this is mine jesus didn't disagree with him he just rebuked him because now we got the name but but he said he said all of this is his and if you look around it makes sense they took prayer out of the schools everything on entertainment has this this wicked agenda crazy things are going on the uh, abortion is the the act of the day that's murder we shouldn't even use the word abortion all of this that's going on uh, you got people in entertainment uh they are susceptible people in the music industry susceptible to encounters uh people who get involved in these things end up in mysticism mysticism and and entrenched with uh, activity with demons if you if you listen to them they'll tell you this one entertainer beyonce tells you she has an alter ego something she conjures up when she needs it the most 
They have these people, uh, Nicki, Nicki Minaj and Lil Wayne and Eminem, all say they have a host that's inside of them that talks to them and guides them. And, and they actually call them out by name. What's going on? Do we wink at that or are we understanding what's going on? Bible tells us, the Bible tells us this is nothing new. In, in, in the book of Acts chapter 16 and 16, uh, it's very interesting. It says to us, and it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain by Susan. So she seemed to be a help. But it was a demon that was helping. She brought masters much gain. She seemed to be a help. Brought them financial gain. Not all finances is of God. I don't have time for all of it, but... What's interesting is this word here, divination. I wish that the King James boys would have literally interpreted it in the Greek versus trying to interpret it into uh, another language. I wish it had stayed the original Greek. This is the only place this word is used in all of scripture, which means it is unique to this story, which means it is actually a devil. It's a, a devil. It's not a, a principle and it's not a term. It's only used one time and this is it. The word divination. When you look it up in the original, the word is python. She was possessed with a python. That's what she was possessed by. And it's a spirit that surrounds you and suffocates you and causes her to do what needs to be done. And these devils are wanting to be in fellowship and walk and control and manipulate us we've got to be careful we've got to be careful you're fighting something you're fighting someone that's a thinking creature that is looking to take what you have because you remind them of who you serve did everybody understand that be careful with dreams and visions and stargazing. Some people, every dream they have, they think it's something. Be careful with all of that. You're very susceptible. You're very vulnerable when you're sleeping. You know somebody's a, a cheat when they want to fight you when you're your most vulnerable. That's how the devil works. He walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for opportunity. He's an opportunist. He's weak. He's soft. But he has to be because you're heirs of salvation. You're, you have the name. He can't approach you face on. This is very important. But these spirits, we are fighting something. We are fighting someone. There is an actual thinking being behind the scenes, folks. So when you think about this, you've got to be careful. There's something plotting against you. This isn't some random thing. Let me ask you a question as I go into some very deep revelatory thinking, taking you where we, no one has ever been before. How far can this thinking creature go? What is the limit? Have we ever asked ourselves how much is coming? The Bible tells us of some very unnerving things that's coming in the future. We need to understand it. 
We need to understand this. There may be more yet to be revealed about these wicked creatures. And I want, to, I want you to understand where I am, where I serve, all the things that I have seen, all the places I have been. I have seen the devil work stronger in some places than in other places. And when we start thinking about this, we understand because we believe the Bible that something appeared to Eve. Something approached Adam and Eve to the point where she had a conversation with it. Am I talking the truth? Well, what's interesting is we thought we killed all of that in the flood. Because, again, just the saved family was saved. But just a few chapters later, you find out that all of a sudden there's a guy named Nimrod building up a, a tower. He came from the saved family. All you hearing is Daddy Noah preaching because that's what he did while he was building the ark. Preaching. He's, that's all he's doing is preaching. How did we get Nimrod from the family? Somebody's listening to the devil. Am I going too fast? We do know this because about after that time, we are introduced to some very evil things. It goes very deep. It goes very deep. All this stuff with the, this, this, this all-seeing eye and the pyramid on your dollar bill and all that stuff that they're telling you right in front of your face, we crazy. What's a pyramid got to do with all this? I'll tell you what all that's got to do. It all came back. Those things are dated thousands of years back to the time of Nimrod. You got pyramids everywhere. We was down in Mexico in the bush and down in there. They took me and said, you want to go see the pyramids? I said, y'all got pyramids in Mexico? They took me and showed me the pyramid. I said, how we get a pyramid in Mexico? I'll tell you how. how. When they were scattered under, under Nimrod and God scattered that and messed up everybody's languages and all that, some of them didn't repent. They took the devil here, there, and everywhere. And we're dealing with all of that. But here's the thing. They're being taught by something. How far does that go? Don't limit your thinking to just what your brain is telling you. We got to be careful what we talk to. Eve saw something. So now we've got something else going on. We've got this thing going on that everybody feels unsettled about. This is a new concept. This, this discussion of aliens. We don't feel right about that. They don't, they don't look right either. Oh, yes. Look, everybody's looking around going, where Pastor going? Oh, get, get, hang on to my coattail. I'm fixing to help you. It's going to be on the podcast, I think. But what are you going to do with them? Because let me tell you something. Bethany and I was watching the public news on CNN, and they said, hey, we now believe, CNN, we now believe there's definitely uh, extraterrestrial beings. And we think we have proof. And, and more and more information is showing up. And, and now pictures of them are everywhere. It goes all the way back to the 70s. What would they say? We have E.T. And... How come they all look the same? It's very interesting. Let me show you something. In Revelation 16 and 13, 
We're talking about what's coming. They're setting the stage for something. Who are they talking to? I can tell you upon personal authority, the people that run this world are being led by something. They are talking to some beings. That same being that walked into the wilderness and had the audacity to talk to Christ and say, all of this are my, is mine. And building this kingdom is still talking to people right now saying, all of this is mine. You do what I say, you can have what you want. How many entertainers have told you that? How many more people you got to hear from it? Is everybody crazy? No. Revelation 16, 13. And I saw three unclean spirits. Listen to this. This is John. Now, I want you to get perspective. We're going back 2,000 years. There was no media. There was no cell phones. There was no digital. Only thing you had reference to was the things around you. That's it. If you clear your mind right now of everything you've been seeing and picture yourself living out in the wilderness and there's nothing, no television, no nothing, young people. All you would know is nature. And he's seeing this vision in the heavens and God says, look at this, John. He said, I saw three unclean spirits. They look like frogs. Come out of the mouth of the dragon. Now get this. They came out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They came out of three mouths. They were in their speech. These three frogs was in the conversation of the spirit, the wicked spiritual world. Everybody with me? Now, listen to the agenda of these three frogs. For they are the spirits of devils. Now, get this. These three frogs were not just verbal. They also did miracles. Which go forth. Now, get this. They talk to kings. They go forth. And they talk to the kings of the earth. And listen to this. They talk to the kings of the earth and of the whole world. So there's an earth and there's a world. I don't have time for all this. But one we know in the actual Hebrew, earth is erats, soil. But the world could be a spirit one. We'll have to help our young people later with all this, but listen to this. This is what these three frogs did. They talked to the kings of this world, which is nothing new. And they talked to those in the spirit world, which is anything wicked can have access. Ouija boards, seances, all this mess to gather. Now, this is with the agenda. These frogs agenda is to gather them to the battle of that great day of the almighty i don't have time to go into all this but i want you to understand this world through everything is telling you they want to oppose god who's telling them to do that who's telling them to do that a frog why would john Pick a frog. Show me a frog, Aaron. Why would John pick that and say, 
that's what they look like. Look at the eye. Look at the mouth. That's a frog. What's going to talk looking like that? Well, I'll tell you what it is. You've never seen anything like this before, and you're walking around in nature going, the only thing I can describe what those beings were, where they look like frogs. Help me out, Aaron. What's my next picture look like? This is the most common picture depicted from this world of what they see. If you had no reference to anything else but nature, that's a frog. Yeah, I'm giving you information nobody has. But I'm telling you, this is, this is what we're dealing with. And this is, this thing, this is, now we have them on the stage of this world saying, oh yeah, aliens and extraterrestrials are real. It's just a matter of time. Well, what time what? Because I know when I go to Revelation, it says something's going to be talking. Something's going to be giving direction. Something's coming. Let me tell you something. If that thing shows up, don't you follow it. Something knocking on your door saying, take me to your leader. Say, I don't, uh, you, you, let me take you to church. <laughs> Very true. Very true. You take that picture off. What we have to understand about who we're talking about today, one subject, what we are fighting we got to understand when we look into this, this is complicated. As children of God, we are not to be ignorant to the enemy's devices. We've got to understand this. We've got to be ready for anything. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm 55 north. And I'm telling you, 30 years ago, we never would have dreamed we'd be dealing with what we're dreaming, what we're dealing with now. I, 30 years ago, you, you couldn't have convinced us that we would be seeing the things happening right now with this whole lgbtq community and all these things and people walking around saying don't call me me call me they i what and then they, what are your pronouns i'm like pronouns i got a, a c in in english pronouns i don't know me me myself and I <laughs> these kids are walking around here going hi my name is George and my pronouns is, is them and they like brother when you look in the mirror you see a you there ain't nobody else there but the problem where's let me explain something to you. Where is this language coming from? Oh, this, this, we're not surprised. We're not ignorant. Jesus said, what is your name? Those devils said, we are legion, for we are many. Do not be ignorant to the enemy's devices. And we got, we got to be ready for this. And, and, and the, somehow these spirits desire to fellowship and to be worshipped. Bible tells us our first reference is in Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy 32 and 16, uh, the Bible says, They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods, small g. Okay? So this is somebody who has 
self-appointed themselves as God or some goofball has called them God. Okay, and all this stuff walking around in America where they ask you, well, who's your idol? And they pick some basketball star. That's that's demonic conversation. Idol? Who's your idol? Who's your idol? I don't have one. Strange gods with abominations provoked they him to anger. Verse 17. They sacrificed unto devils, not to God, to gods with a small g and an s whom they knew not, to new gods that, that came newly up whom your fathers feared not. Uh, humans have a history of misplaced worship. They really do. And we, we, get to, we think it's, it's not just an Old Testament issue. It's a New Testament issue because Paul comes in and talks to Corinth because Corinth was insane. City of Corinth was insane. We need the book of Corinthians more now than ever because right now the world is more like the Corinthian church. And, and, and in talking to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 10 and 19, he said this. He said, what say I then? Because Paul was yelling a lot to this group. <laughs> what say I? I mean, can you imagine him? He, he preached some really intense. He says that the idol is anything or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything. He's talking about now the visible appearance of what we call idols he said that is not the real issue verse 20 but i say that the things which the gentiles sacrifice they're not sacrificing to that thing they sacrifice to devils there are devils behind the things oh it's harmless their parents there are devils behind the cartoon. Well, it's just, it's, just, uh, it's just nuts and bolts, parents. There are devils behind that video game. So we got to understand this. And it says, and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. It's very interesting. Ye cannot drink, now this is very important because we have a lot of people feel like there's a lot of grayness, there's a lot of twilight, a combination of light and darkness, twilight, where people feel like they, they, in America especially, there's a, a Western culture, there's a lot of blending, but you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You got to choose. You, you cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy are we stronger than he it's very very important and the only person on earth the only person in all of creation and the only person in all of existence anything that has ever been or will be the only thing that is legally allowed to be jealous is Jesus you it's a sin for you to be jealous but for Jesus, it's all right in an order. Why? Because everything you got, he gave you. But everything he has, he made himself. So he's the only thing that can be jealous. So when we go into this, 
we look at it and see that because of who we are, we can provoke the Lord to jealousy by spiriting away into other things. We've got to be careful because we are in a warfare. And warfare is not just also bulk and swords and shields, but it can also be manipulation. Okay? The Bible, in its essence, is a military document. And I've taught this all over the world. I've taught and tried to help us understand that the Bible is a military book of the exercise of war. That's what it is. Do not let these folks convince you that the Bible is some uh, utopian, easy believism, prosperity is king document. No, the Bible is a military document teaching you how to exercise war because there is an enemy of your soul and God gifted you with the Bible so that you are not ignorant to the enemy's devices. Amen. So let me run, let me run through some of this for you to take notes of very quickly. In Ephesians 6 and 10, we look at the realm of the spirit of warfare. And then I'm going to tell you about the natural warfare. The realm of spiritual warfare is this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The Bible's telling you, you're going to have to fight. You can't sit in your room and close the door. No, you're going to have to fight. There'll be just you and a devil up in there. And all he'll be doing is taking your time from you. You've got to fight. Uh, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. This is what he says. Put on the whole armor of God. So if you could see yourself in the spirit, you're not walking around with regular clothes on. You're walking around with armor on. Because why? You're in constant battle. He says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Next week, I'm going into detail about the armor of God. But this week, I want you to know why you have on the armor because of who you're fighting. Verse number 12. This is who you're fighting. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of, dar of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what you're fighting. The first word, principalities, in the original is arche. It's those that have ruled for, from ancient times. Archaic principalities, those who fought your forefathers, those who Moses fought, those who Jesus fought, those who Adam and Eve fought, those who Noah fought are now fighting you. Okay, you're fighting against principalities. And then it says against powers. That word is exousia. Those who are in demonic authority, those who oversee battalions, you're fighting against them. Against rulers. That word is cosmocrato. It's those who, who control territories. The prince of Persia stood against me. That territory rose up against them. Those who rule territories and divisions of this world, you're fighting against them. You're fighting against those that are in high places. That word in the original is epiraneumus, which literally means those that patrol the air. Those that are overseeing high places of what goes up and down. Remember when Daniel's prayers were hindered? So we're fighting against these things. So don't stop praying when you feel like they're hindered. It's just the devil. He don't want you to get what you should have. And then my last point, and this is very, very important. Those you fight in the flesh realm. It says this in Psalms 27 and 2. 
It says, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. It's very, very important. This seems redundant. Why would David say, when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes? Why didn't you just say, when wicked folks come against me? Because we got to look in the Hebrew. In the Hebrew, he was talking about three different attacks in the flesh. Three different things will come through you through people. He said, be careful of the wicked. The word in the Hebrew is raha. Okay. That is literally means those who look to sicken you or make you feel like quitting. He says, be careful of those who are your enemies. That are those who confront you face to face. They're open with it. They're up front with it. Okay, and then he said, be careful against foes. That word is olab, okay? That's in the Hebrew. That literally means those who attack you behind your back verbally. David said that way back thousands of years ago because he wanted you to understand what you deal with in the flesh and what you deal with in the spirit. Let us not be named ever to be those who attack somebody verbally, those who come against the sick in somebody, those who try and have all, let all of that never be named once among us. Let's all stand. And I rushed through that and we could not do Q&A. So maybe we'll have one day that's all Q&A. So keep your notes and questions. For that opportunity and we're believing God that we're going to be fully equipped at the end of this class God bless you we appreciate you tuning in and invite you to review this podcast and share this episode on social media to help spread the good word 